Welcome to the Earwig Review. Uh, let me rephrase. Welcome to today's episode of the Earwig Review. Uh, I'm trying to get out of the habit of saying the episode number because I forget the episode number and just turning down that level a bit. That seems a little loud. Because I f- always forget what episode it is, and it doesn't matter what episode it is, and um, it's just how this, that's just where I'm at with with the openings of the show. I hope um, the week has been good to you as we, as the weather, I don't know what the weather's doing here in, in Toronto. I don't know what it's doing where you are um but fuck the weather really um (laughs) yesterday um i was dealing with of a shitty mood sometimes you just get into a shitty mood and you can't get out of it. Uh, if you could, y- yeah, you would. Um, but it seems like you just don't know how. And uh, I was basically s- just stuck in it for um, for the whole day and, and the evening. Um, I don't really know what brought it on. Maybe um, some... The, the only... The clear thing that it probably is about is a you know conflict with family, things that are completely trivial. But but um, but they, you're, when you have a, a conflict with your immediate family, there's something about it that it's weighs so heavily on you and just goes so far back into your childhood and things that um, are beyond your comprehension just too wired into you um now i'm at this point where i'm anticipating uh we're uh, having a kid we're expecting her to be born um on june 14th um and you're almost creating um those she's going to be in that space of whatever she hates us for or whatever those conflicts she'll inevitably have these conflicts things about her family that drove her nuts and uh, there's no way around that so when I'm able to think about it from that point of view I look at my own parents and um, I don't blame you you got to have something i don't know it's uh it is what it is but you know i think just processing the the kind of family uh family drama of the week really just being caught in the in this conflict between my mother and my sister and my other sister 
um, it's just like, uh, it, it's fucking dumb and it's so, it's the same problem again and again and again. Um, so my patience, I can listen to an extent, but, but then I lose my temper because I'm, I just can't only handle so much. And then I kind of become very harsh and then they all leave me alone and then I'm alone and then I feel disconnected to my whole family you know it's it's all this fucking shit but um but the point is I was in a terrible mood all day and I couldn't figure out how to get out of it the best I could do was go for a walk and I finally figured out how to do that at about 5 p.m. and that helped um, but uh, you know I woke up again today with similar similar issue um, and I don't know I seem to be a bit better but I would love to the, the point I'm trying to make what I'm trying to acknowledge is like I want I wish we can talk about um, choosing your to be in a better mood but for the life of me I couldn't figure it out yesterday sometimes I guess you can but I I couldn't um, you'd get stuck and it is what it is. You kind of just have to observe yourself and just like ride the fucking thing out until it decides to, you know, not be a thing anymore. Try talking about it. But sometimes it doesn't work. I think there's like, it's almost like this built in, like, there's like the stigma of, you know, okay, men don't like talking about their fucking moods and feelings and all this shit. But it's like, I can talk about all that stuff easily, but that's not, that doesn't always help. And that makes me, I suppose that that makes me angry. <laughs> that, that it seems like from the outside, there's like, hey, if only you could just talk about it, it would find a way to, to disappear. But I'm like, not always the case. It's, a, it's more complicated than that. And it's not even about toughness. I can tough it out for the day and not fucking bitch about it, but I need to kind of... But that doesn't mean it isn't still there. So, you know, it is what it is. I don't know what else to say about it, but um, but I'm glad to... Uh, I was While I was in this that mood, I was really looking forward to being here recording the greatest Canadian fiction podcast in the world. Um, the Earwig Review. And uh, it's, I'm, I'm happy to be recording now, despite all that shit. I, when I, 
I, I don't remember what the... I used to always say the greatest Canadian fiction podcast in the world. or something. I had some, some catchphrase that I thought was funny at a certain point, but I don't even know if I'm writing fiction anymore. Um, really. So I got to really rethink. That's why I, I hesitate. I was like, what the fuck am I saying right now? Fiction. It's not even like... It's not even what's going on. weird okay let's get into the posts um thank you for listening to my spiel um uh, about my mood i feel like i didn't really crack it i haven't really cracked it yet that's what i'm trying to tell you it's like listen right now i'm dealing with a thing that i don't get Considering Salami Part 2. Is this, the, is this the first poem? Yeah, the last one. Okay, Considering Salami Part 2. Maybe we'll go back to Considering Salami Part 1. Maybe we don't need to. That was from the week previous. Simultaneously, I'm sitting in, in my chair and I'm drinking a sip of water. Sim simultaneously, I'm giving a fuck and I am not giving a fuck. Each week passes, and there's a lot of bad shit that happens, and nothing goes wrong. My favorite food at the moment is kosher salami from Costco, especially if you fry it in a cast iron pan. I should think of sharing it instead of trying to keep it all for myself. I'm simultaneously giving a fuck and not giving a fuck. I'm sitting in my chair and simultaneously drinking. A sip of water. Hey, <laughs> yeah, What are these fucking poems, man? I don't know. They're great. Um, I just can't deny it that that this is what I want to be writing. It's so annoying. There's these. Poems are so annoying and stupid, but it just makes me, it's what I need. <sighs> kosher, this kosher salami from Costco, um, it's great. It's just, it's so... Versatile. <laughs> and, <clears throat> excuse me, we ate the end of it this week, so we'll have to take a break from it. But I definitely enjoyed that. Okay, this is the next poem. It's called Dog-Eared Thing. I enjoyed sitting on the subway today and reading a book I got from the library. The person who had the book before me left in this strange bookmark. It is a cheap, it is a little cheap brass looking thing, a paperclip with an arrow, some kind of dog ear. I thought it was ingenious at first because you could mark exactly which line you left off on, left off on. When my stop was coming up, I tried to move the damn thing. 
but I dropped it twice when I was trying to clip it onto the line. And then I kept fidgeting with it to get rid of the line, to get it right on the line. It was so finicky, I almost missed my stop. It was a complete debacle. I almost had a full breakdown. Usually, I use the post-it note as a bookmark. And starting tomorrow, I'm going back to them. After what happened on the subway today, after almost losing my page and missing my stop like that, I'm never trusting that dog-eared thing ever again. I think last week on the show, I was going on about that stupid fucking thing. And and I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like, why doesn't why don't more people use this uh, as a tool? Um, I'm just showing the book. Uh, this is My Struggle 2 by Carl Nausgaard that I'm currently reading. That's the book where I got this thing for our viewers on YouTube. Um, you can see this strange bookmark thing that the camera is not auto-focusing on. Um, there it is. See that? What a strange thing. And it's this triangle copper thing and it clips on to the page. And I thought it was so cool. But when I was on the subway, and I was reading my book and everything was fine. And then I was like, oh, my stop's coming up. Let's read a little bit more as usual. And then we were like at the station. I'm like trying to get this fucking thing onto the page. And then I got to get on the line. It's like, you're, I'm like a, it's almost like a, you know, mild OCD thing where I'm like, get the thing on, but also get it onto the line where I stopped reading at. And I kept, kept slipping out and dropping onto the fucking subway ground. And the doors were open. I was still fidgeting with this thing. I'm not cut out for it. I'm just not cut out for it. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. But I'm going to put it in my desk drawer. And maybe one day I'll find a right use for it. But back to post-it notes. Um... Nausgaard's book is great. Um, I like it as much as I like the last one, probably more. Um, though I feel like the distinction between the two is, you know, not um, huge. Um, it's very much written from a similar similar tone, from from my point of view at least. The last one was all about his dad. Um, and, and his dad passing away, and he reflected a lot on his teenage years. And this one is about, so far, what I've read, um, his wife and um, taking care of his young girl. And uh, the part that I remember most reading this week um, was uh, when he has to take her to... He takes the little girl... I forget how old Zachary she is. I assume she's like five, let's say. Uh, maybe a bit younger. I don't, I don't really know. And he has to take her to rhythm time. That's what they call it. It's like this kind of 
group where all the the parents go with the kids and they just sing and clap and there's a woman with a guitar singing songs in the middle and he talks about that how that was for him and how he's like he can he's like hesitant but he could inevitably get into it and sing along and put on the facade but he talks about how angry he felt when uh when he left and it wasn't like a personal anger of something anyone did, but he just felt like it was that that um, whole situation was such an affront to his being and who he sees himself as and how he kind of, I don't know, his, his pride, I, su- I suppose. Um, and he's like, I'm never going back there again. He just can't. It brought out such a bad side to him. And uh, when I was yesterday, uh, we were shopping for baby clothes. We need like, you know, a few things for her to wear when she um, when she gets out of the hospital. When we go home with her, like, um, so we just got like a couple little outfits, right? And we're we're just like in this kid's store and, you know, like kind of never really been in there before. And it's kind of confusing. I'm a little intimidated. And there's mostly, I think I'm the only, there's only women there and me, maybe like the odd husband. Um, And uh, like when I'm going through it, I just start feeling this, this tension I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I can go look at clothes and go shopping. Like, last weekend, we were at the thrift store, like, you know, for, like, uh, maybe over an hour, like, just shirt, 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 pants, 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 sweater. (laughs) Just going through each hanger. Oh, is that? Do I like that? No, no, no. Uh, It's, like, a great thing to do. I can, like, more than most men, I can very much spend that time. Uh, going through like sorting through clothes but when it comes to baby clothes and for a little girl I'm just like like I get it's so cute and kind of you know soft and all that like that's the logic isn't lost on me but it feels really like it does something to you and so I really connected with uh with what he was talking about in that book I'm like right yeah it's fucked up like you know you should be you have no reason to be angry or in any having any negative uh, attachment to this very innocent experience, but uh, it's just there, you know. So it's fucked up. All right, let's get into this next one. Um, his kindness was unparalleled. I have a strange feeling in my stomach. I was downstairs eating salt and vinegar chips, and then I ate an apple. I feel calm and exhausted, but there's some lingering anxiety about something I can't quite place. We had to say goodbye to Jag today. He was Miriam's mom's cat. I gave him a pat on the head for the last time. His kindness was unparalleled. 
He loved to sit on the porch in the sun. He, he stood up for our cat when the dogs would chase him. He would come stomping towards them and send them back cowering. He always stood up for the little guy, even when the little guy would pounce on him and tackle him for no reason. I saw him lying in the sun the day before he got sick. It would have been the last time he got to do that. He will be missed here at our house. His kindness was unparalleled. Rest in peace, old buddy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's... Uh, Jag, it's, uh, you know, Miriam's family cat. Uh, yeah, he, he passed away. And, um, and it was very sad. And he, he's old, you know. It wasn't like, I think, uh, clearly it was time. And, and it had been a, wasn't a surprise. He had, like, his health complications had been kind of slowly coming along as, as they do. There's no real way around it. And uh, he had a really, I was out teaching when uh, they, the people came and brought him. Nice one, stick him in. Come in, Mouse. You're gonna stay. What are you doing? Okay. Um. Yeah, I was teaching, and um, so I wasn't home, which I think is okay. And um, and the the people came. I don't know what you call them. The the euthanizers. <laughs> um, they came to put the cat down, and you know, it sounded like it was a really nice, um, a nice. It was like they they really handled it well with um they brought like a basket and they kind of really know how to put people through the kind of you know um putting down your pet thing which you know i don't really know what it could be sadder talk to me when i have a kid in a couple months but uh at this point uh, nothing upset the nothing upsets me more than the thought of losing losing this guy who uh happened to come up to his cat tree when he heard i was reading my poem for jag and uh you know what i think it is is um i was writing about this in the daytime this week is that with our pets, we, you know, talking about this family drama. I'm, I'm currently uh, making a connection with things, so bear with me here. Let's see if I can um, make this logical. ADD brain. Um, the you you have your family unit, 
inevitably you have your fucking issues too bad you don't get the love that you need a hundred percent it just doesn't work like that and if you do i don't fucking know to me that's not an option you're gonna get like at best 90 percent and then you're gonna have to find the other you know love you you require in your life somewhere else and maybe you only get 10 percent love and you have to find 90 percent somewhere else it is what it is um and and that's what makes us turn into adults right is we got to go and figure that shit out um you got to go find it and you stop uh blaming others and you go deal with it this is to me what uh adulthood ends up being sometimes that other 10 percent, that other 40 percent, whatever you didn't get from your home uh life um you go find it in your partner you go find it in your friends you go find it however you fucking do but sometimes and a lot of the times you don't find it in other humans at all it's not there but you do find it in your pet they you can give them the love that you that doesn't have anywhere else to go and them back to you it's it's just there so when you when you have to put down a pet or say goodbye to an animal it it's can be deeper <laughs> than a human it hits in a different way and it's and it, for some reason it feels harder it feels it feels closer than any human ever did and uh yeah that's what i fucking think <laughs> so when i think of my the issue i'm having with my with my family right now this this kind of stupid thing i you know it's like I got my pet and I, and I, and Miriam can deal with it in a way, but not, she can't deal with it entirely. It just doesn't work like that. It's, it's just not, I have to deal with it. You're alone. You're, you have to deal with your fucking problems on your own, but your pet, you know, there's something about that. And so, you know, it's a lot. It's just a lot. So, I don't know. I'm fucking clearly broken up about it more than I thought. Uh, and uh, let's say a bit more about, about our friend Jag. Um, I think I probably talked about it before, but, you know, so Mouse, Mouse is the guy in the background. He's our little black cat. He's two years old. And um, we brought him, when we moved in with Miriam's mom here, we... We brought him from the apartment we lived in. Um, and there's also, she, her mom has a dog. And now she has two dogs, but then she only had one dog. And then she had Jack, the other cat. And, uh, you know, Mouse and Mouse would go up to Jack and he would like jump on his back and he would like bite him. And they'd do this, they'd swat each other 
and uh, he'd antagonize him. <laughs> um, and we were, we'd like be pulling, like breaking it up constantly. Like we were all playing ref and, um, you know, it wasn't like, so like it was within reason. It wasn't like he was like drawing blood or anything once he did, I think. And it's, it hit his, um, the bottom of his nail hit the bottom of his paw when they were doing their boxing match, they would just swatted each other. And honestly, it seemed like it was kind of good for Jack to, uh, to do that. But Mouse drove him nuts. Um, and he's, you know, but then we got this other dog, this little dog. Um, and he's about the same size as Mouse and he's, um, and they're both these black shadows, you know, there's these black little animals and they chase each other around the house, like, you know, a couple times a day. Um, <laughs> it's kind of, uh, that's a thing. And um, what was so crazy, though, is that when when he would, when Dally the dog would chase Mouse, then Jag would come stomping from around the corner. And he never really got up to do anything other than eat and go walk and sit on the porch. And then he would sleep. It's like most of the time the guy was just sleeping and snoring um, all day. And uh, and he would go up to the dogs. Jag would go up to the dogs and he would like just, I don't know. He was just such a gangster about it. And he, he, uh, and he would hiss at them and just like, you know, stand up for mouse. And it was so funny to see that because, you know, always standing up for the other cat even though this cat just fucking ruined his life every day <laughs> so it was it was really fun to see and then once we saw mouse licking jag's head which we thought was like so couldn't believe it that was only a couple weeks ago actually and we're like look it's showing him you know they're on the same team but i don't know and um, the last thing I just want to say is um, on last Friday, I think it was last Friday. No, it wasn't last Friday. Look, It would have been, maybe it was. Who fucking cares? No one cares. The day before Jack got sick, um, then here, I'll open the door here. Um, the day before Jag got sick, it was really nice out and, uh, and the camera's totally gone out of focus. Hello, here I am. Focus. Silly thing. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and Jag was out lying in the, the sun. It was the nicest day it had been in a while. And and he he just loved being in the sun, really. Uh, as all cats do, it's not fucking news, is it? Um, and Mouse was out there too, and he was lying near him. And they were just lying there like cats, and it just felt like they were together. And, and I sat there, and I was reading my book, and... I just really noticed that moment, you know, like I really, it just, sometimes you just see, uh, it just sticks with you. It's kind of, it was just very clear. It was a very nice memory. And I just like noticed, I was like, 
this is this is really just felt like something seeing the cats there and sitting with them then jag got sick i think the next like that night and he never that was it he, i don't think he ever went outside again um I mean, maybe he went outside again. I don't know, but it was close. And and uh, I don't know. That just stuck with me. I felt like honored, I guess, to uh, to have seen that, to have been around. And and when you really think about it, it's like like there will be a last. Literally, all of us, you will see the sun for the last time. There, that will be a moment in your life. And you may not know it, but you will die. And there will be a last time you've ever seen daylight. Um, and, uh, you know, it's something. It reminds me of uh, when my grandfather died and we were sitting in the hospital. I was, you know, I was like maybe 18 or something. And, uh, there's, you could, there's a a reservoir outside of the window. You could see it's very nice view. And, uh, I just remember seeing the the sun coming down and hitting the water. And, uh, there's something about that. Something about like those images of, I guess, like noticing the sun and life and death and you know day and night and all that shit it's uh it's basically everything <laughs> it's it really is so that was uh that's for jack all right here's uh here's the next one apple it's called Sometimes, when I don't know what to write, I compulsively go on YouTube. I scroll through the videos and see what's going on. I just watched a video, but already, for the life of me, I cannot remember what it was. Truly, I cannot remember. Perhaps I ate too much jalapeno at dinner. Perhaps I need to go downstairs and eat an apple. I will go do that. One moment. Star, star, star. I've returned, and now I'm eating an apple. I cut it into four slices and gave one to Miriam. She is sick in bed and watching YouTube with the tissue sticking out of her nose. I see our cat is drinking some water. Everyone is relaxing here. We are winding down for the night. God damn it, I went on YouTube again. I didn't even know I was doing it. I suppose I'll pack it in for the night too. Um, that's uh, that's good. <laughs> um, you know, YouTube is. Uh... Are you coming in again? He's back. YouTube like the sun is everything. 
just kidding. I don't think that. Um, but I mean, it's YouTube's the best, really. YouTube and HBO. Those are my. Those what I like. Other everything else, whatever. But if I had to pick two things, as far as like uh, you know, all this TV stuff is concerned, TV and movies and all that. At this point, I would say give me YouTube and HBO. The rest, I don't think I'd miss it. Um, yeah, I deleted, I don't have any other social media, just YouTube. Um, and it's better. It works. Um, it's, it's the best combination I've found so far in, in how to, how to manage your internet social life or whatever. Anyway, it's a lot to deal with sitting outside. All right. <laughs> okay, I'll just read the first line. You'll see why I laughed. I am here eating apple slices again. A lot of eating apple slices this week, which is true. I should actually remind, and I know she won't forget, but Miriam is going to Costco. Miriam and her mom are going to Costco this morning. And I just want to double check and make sure they're getting apples. So this will be a first ever on the show, I'm gonna text, I'm gonna text someone and text my wife, Miriam, say, um, uh, Costco list, apple slices, please. Great. Um, Cause I, now I need, I need those apples to write. That's kind of, uh, that's what it's come down to. Um, great. So, thank you. I'm here eating apple slices again. I was able to read my book on the porch today. I sat there and my cat walked around looking at stuff. I enjoyed the book, but more so, I felt content sitting there with him and the book and the sun. It is possible that it could be the last time. It is unlikely that it will be the last time, but it is possible. Like yesterday, I am here eating apple slices again. And tomorrow, I hope we can sit outside again, even for 10 or 15 minutes. We will think of our old buddy, who knew better than anyone what it meant to sit in the sun. So, you know, it's, I hadn't thought of it, but in the beginning of the episode, I was like talking about this like mood I was in. And uh, for some reason, I guess I didn't like think about, it seems like one of the big factors to that mood was losing this cat. Uh, like 
What, you think I fucking grieved properly? <laughs> In the week? When I'm like compulsively uh, doing my whatever? Of course not. Lo and behold, on Saturday, when I take a moment to uh, not do shit, it's like, the fuck do you think's going on here? Fucking in tears reading about the cat and all this shit. All right. And look, this might be, I might actually, I don't want to speak too soon, but I might actually make it under the hour mark today. Um, so that's good. That's something to celebrate. Um, this is the last post of the week. Tomorrow, I will anticipate going on a long walk. I will anticipate seeing trees and stuff like that. I will anticipate reading a book. Today, when I was walking, I saw an old woman sitting on a chair outside of Starbucks. She was staring blankly. She was taking a moment to think things over. I was overwhelmed briefly. I was reminded of the times I sat and stared blankly like that, thinking things over, trying to put it all together. I saw myself in that old woman. I choked up a bit, and then I kept walking and forgot about it until now. I like that one, actually. That's pretty good. Um, I think the the cadence of that was fun to read on my end. It felt um, like the rhythm just kind of made sense. Um, and that you got to hand it to fucking poems as an entire medium. Like you basically get to like play drums uh, <laughs> when you write. And you can do that in prose a bit, but not, it's not so, not as much. Um, so that's pretty cool. And, uh, and it's true. It was just kind of this moment. I just saw this woman just like sitting in this chair and she was just like killing time or whatever. But I could just see the look on her face. I was like, that's fucking, I'm just like that. I just like the amount of times I've just gone to get a coffee and just sit and just try to fucking, you know, have the pinwheel, the color loading sign, the hourglass go upside down and just try to get it. I'm like, it's a beautiful thing. And uh, I don't know, I guess I don't do that as often now. I really don't get to sit around in coffee shops anymore. Just kind of not as much of a part of my life as it really used to be like huge part of my life. Um, and really it's, it's what it means to, to do the creative work. Right. I think you just sit and you sit and kind of stare until you just, you do something, you, you know, make a mark on a piece of paper or you get an idea or you, get lost in something and start creating but it's like there's always that space of just like you need to be still for a moment and then and then you know 
you can kind of act in that from that so i like that last one um so those were the posts from this week um i'm gonna i'm working a lot on this video editing stuff as as you know um so take a look on youtube and check out the other uh, videos i've been posting they're starting they're making more sense for sure so that's that's really good and i'm looking forward to starting to put together the next one um it seems like thursday or friday those usually end up coming out so watch the one from last week it turned out pretty good it wasn't the best but it wasn't the worst i think it was slightly above average um but take a look and and enjoy that and um I hope things are good. So, um, so th really thank you. Um, thank you for being here. Uh, this week, maybe more than other weeks, uh, it actually uh, meant a lot. I feel like a, a weight has been lifted. So, really, um, thank you. We'll see you again next week.